Hello everybody out there across the world. This is Pastor Iris saying I've really missed you and I'm really pleased we're back on the air with you. And again today on the Out and About, I'm popped over to Ireland and we're talking with Hugh Shanks. Now we've had lots and lots of chats, Hugh and I, and we've had our meeting before we even started, haven't we, Hugh? Yes. Yeah, we've had a wonderful time in the world. Uh, we just want to share some of that with you. So I'm just going to hand over to Hugh and uh, just let him talk for Jesus. Okay, Hugh, take over. Amen. <clears throat> Thank you, Aris. Um, yes, indeed, we have had a warm-up, as they say. Uh, like you have a cup of tea together as friends. We're, we're having a a warm-up over the internet and uh, we're praising the Lord Jesus and we're fully aware that people may be listening and we trust they will listen and we want um, them to hear what God is saying and we did have an initial little conversation about the COVID virus and how according to Isaiah 14 and verse 7 uh, that there prophetically God was speaking about the earth the whole world having a time of rest and peace and nature singing because of the blessing. And we were just saying that it's quite apparent that that quite fitly fits into what's happening in our world today. Never before in our lifetime and uh, my lifetime or uh, Aris's lifetime and even those before us has such a thing ever happened that the world has experience such a time when people are in their homes staying out of the way of one another and um, it's bringing a peace and a quiet into nature and the nature itself is singing and happy and we just pray that people would use this time to seek the Lord and to find his will and his purpose. Now we're looking at the book of the Acts of the Apostles and uh, we were uh, looking into Acts chapter 2 last week um, and we read those words, I'll just read them again and we ask God to bless his word to our hearts and may he be glorified and the Lord Jesus receive all the glory. And this is the word of God, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. That's the people of God had gathered in accordance with the commandment that Jesus said to them that to depart from Jerusalem, but after he had given his life in Calvary, shed his blood and paid a price for our sins and iniquities, that they were to stay in Jerusalem and they were to wait upon him because he was going to send the promise of the Holy Spirit. You see, they needed, God understood and knew that they needed a strengthening and an ability to go out and to preach and to tell others of the gospel, the good news of God's salvation. Absolutely, totally, from beginning to end, the salvation was in the person and in the lovely person of the Lord Jesus. And suddenly, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly, when God's going to work, God works and no one can stop or stay the hand of Almighty God. And that applies today in this world 
And whatever God's going to do in this world, whether or not he, he uses the quietness that is happening in the world today to speak into hearts. And uh, when this time passes, and it will pass, then we'll see what God will do within the nations of the earth, and in particularly within the nation of Israel. That nation is preserved and brought back and established again in the land. And these people that were gathered as a matter of interest in this upper room, these were all Jewish people. These were the Jewish nation. These were the people that followed Jesus, Yeshua. These are the people that find faith in him and put their trust in him. And they were in this room in accordance with his commandment and his desires. And the word of God, it says, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. I think the Holy Ghost was in a rush. He was not going to waste time. He was going to rush and make a go. And when Jesus got the word from the Father and said to the Holy Spirit, yes, you can go. Fill my disciples, each and every one of them, because they're waiting for me in the upper room. You've got the address. I want to say that God knows your address. God knows where you're living, and God can meet you where you're at. And it filled the rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues, like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. Jesus said, and John the Baptist heard from God in heaven that, that there was one coming after John the Baptist, and he would be baptizing but he would not be baptizing with water. He would be baptizing with the Holy Ghost on with fire. And this is actually the fulfillment of what God was speaking about concerning his son. And I say that everything is in Jesus. Our salvation is in Jesus. Our blessing is in Jesus. Our needs are met in Jesus. Our healing is in Jesus. Our deliverance and anything that we need in our body, our soul, our mind, and our spirit is in the Lord Jesus Christ. We have hospitals, we have psychiatrists, we have psychologists, we have all sorts of people trying to help people. But the greatest help that we can get is when we actually realize and understand that God has provided the answer to all our needs in his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And the word of God says here that they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, it's great to be filled with God's Holy Ghost. Amen. It's great to be born again by the Holy Spirit. It's great to be brought into a new life and be touched by the Holy Spirit. But Jesus said, I want you to wait in the upper room because you're going to be more than just touched and born again by the Holy Spirit. You're going to have an overall filling of the Holy Spirit. And I do believe that every Christian, every person that has put their trust on their faith and their love in Jesus should actually be open to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And something miraculous and amazing happened. Now, I want you to remember, and this is important, that they were in an upper room. I do believe that this could possibly be the same room where the disciples in Jerusalem had previously broken bread. And it was a large room because it covered the whole area of the house underneath it. Underneath it, I'm sure, were the rooms where people lived, whether there were bedrooms or, or kitchens or, or living room or lounges or whatever. 
but the whole top of the house was an area that was given over for hospitality and it was filled with a hundred and twenty believers, men and women together, waiting in the presence of God, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And the Spirit of the Lord fell upon them and filled them to overflowing. And now when God fills you with the Holy Spirit through Jesus, Jesus is the baptizer. This is an experience that only Jesus can give you, nobody else. The same way that Jesus is the gift of eternal life to every person, God gives Jesus as the gift of eternal life to everyone that believes. So this filling, this baptism of the Spirit is a gift that only Jesus can give to those that will receive it. And that's the word used oftentimes in the scriptures, especially the Acts, where they receive the Holy Spirit. That's a word called lambano in the Greek. And I'm not professing to be an expert in Greek, but I know I found through my studies that that's a particular word that's used. And it means that you take yourself, you take it unto yourself. You have to be willing to actually reach out and to take this filling from the Lord Jesus because he's the baptizer, but he can fill you and wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost. And this was his church. And all these people had no resistance in their minds and their hearts. They were open to God for whatever he wanted to do. And they'd been praying together, meeting together for 10 days. And the Holy Spirit came as Jesus promised and as the Father had prophesied. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Now listen to this. And they began to speak. See, when this Holy Ghost filled them to overflowing, something happened. Their tongue became loose. And it was the Spirit of the Lord that filled them up inside. Their spirit was absolutely and totally overwhelmed by the Holy Spirit, by the Holy Ghost. And their minds and their thoughts and their heart, every part of their being was set on fire towards God. And they just wanted to express, they wanted to express their love and their fellowship and their feeling of, of worship unto God. And they had to use their tongue, their natural tongue. But there was something different about this experience because they couldn't find the words that they could understand to fulfill that longing and that yearning to express the love that they had for Jesus. But the Holy Spirit working within them in this baptism gave them an ability. I want you to understand that this is a God-given ability given through and by the Lord Jesus and, and, and promise of him baptizing with the Spirit and with fire. And they began to speak with other tongues. So these are tongues, as we know from the scriptures, these were unknown tongues. This was in the upper room where the 120 people were expressing from their inner being, verbalizing their thoughts and their feelings and, and uh, the words in their heart and mind. But it was coming out in a language they had not learned in any, in any college, in any place, in anywhere. And it was not a tongue that existed on the earth. This was an unknown tongue. As Paul says in his teaching in Corinthians, 
that when you speak in an unknown tongue, when your spirit prays, people don't understand what you're saying. So they were speaking in an unknown tongue to God, and God who reads the hearts of everybody can understand what the Spirit is praying through the tongues of these as people. In that room, 120 people all praying and speaking and excited about Jesus, filled with the Holy Spirit and inspired by the Holy Spirit. What a time that must have been. And there's nobody could say, oh, this is not right, that's not right, that's not right. There's nobody can actual fact say to God, what are you doing? Because God was doing something super abundantly by the Spirit and by his blessing. That's the sort of blessing I'm quite happy to receive from the Lord. The overabundant blessing. Jesus says, I'll give you abundant blessing and abundant life. And this, there was an abundance of spirit, an abundance of life in that upper room, 120 people. And the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, when the Holy Spirit gave this utterance, who's going to question the Holy Spirit? the Holy Spirit of God, who's going to question that? So within this upper room on top of this house, there was a real, as we would say in Northern Ireland, there was a real racket going on. There was a lot of noise. There was a lot of strange sounds coming out of that room. And the vibrations of it were, were wafting down into the street in Jerusalem, wherever it was. And, and the word started to spread around Jerusalem. And it started to, People started to say, what's this? There's a terrible racket going up in that house up there. Let's go and see what it is. And the Word of God tells us now in verse 5, And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men, out of every nation under heaven. So there was this congregation of people because of the feast of Passover, were devout people, and there were Jews, and it was in Jerusalem. And they were from every nation under heaven. So different people coming from different places under, under, under heaven to the place, city of Jerusalem to show their devotion and their worship to the living God, the God of Israel. And they had heard the word spread. And the disciples and the apostles and the people started to make their way out of this upper room, down into the street. Where the, where the people were gathered. People were asking questions. And it says now, when this was noised abroad, as I said earlier, that there was a great noise going on and uh, the, the noise was spread abroad and the people were being told about it. Their neighbors were saying, well, what's going on up there? And, and they gathered together. The multitude came together. Isn't this wonderful? This is God's word. Hallelujah. I am glad I never made this up. This is not my theology here. This is God's theology. This is God's word. And uh, when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together. So the multitude, it says, from every nation under heaven came together. And it says they were confounded because, why were they confounded? Because God did a, a, an extra special miracle. God did an extra special miracle. You see, God was concerned first and foremostly, about his son. Secondly, that people would hear about his son. And thirdly, there was 120 people on fire for God, and God says, I'm going to speak through these people 
in the language that they know and understand, the language where they were born and brought up in. And God miraculously gave these believers 120 the language of these people that had gathered together because this great noise was spread abroad, because that every man heard them speak in his own language. Is in God a God of order? God's not a God of confusion. You know, at one time God confused people at Babel when they were doing what was wrong, when they were disobeying the word of God, and he said, spread out. They said, no, we're sticking together, and we're going to have a center um, that's going to be our place where we're going to stay, and we're going to organize things. God says, no, that's not what I told you, and that's not what I want. And he confused their tongues at a place called Babel. And uh, that's why uh, it's called Babel, because Babel means confusion. But in this instance, the opposite's happening now. You have all these tongues coming together, these languages, but God has a message. He wants to be clear, he wants to be concise, and he wants it to be simple. And it's a message about the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the eternal living God. And God gave a miraculous ability and gifting for these believers, 120, that they were able to speak in the normal, natural, earthly languages, that together as a whole, they told these people the glorious message of the Lord Jesus. And verse 7 says, and they were all amazed and marveled. You know, that's a reaction people get when God actually speaks into their life. They're all amazed and marveled because they heard them speaking this language and they knew something strange here. There's something amazing going on. They said, behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? <laughs> they had recognized that these people were Galileans from Galilee. These people that were speaking in their own language. And I, are I, here. I was just saying, Hugh, I was just reading from another version. And when, when people say, oh yeah, but it, to make it register, this other version gives them as, you know, how can we hear them speaking in our own language? We're Northeastern Iranians, Northwestern Iranians, Elamites and those from Mesopotamia, Judea, East Central Turkey, the coastal areas of the Black Sea, Asia, North Central Turkey, Southern Turkey, Egypt, Libyans who are neighbours of Cyrene, visitors from all over the Roman Empire, both Jews and converts of Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. But that should be speaking to a lot of people out there today. <laughs> Listen, Aris, I'm so happy that you spoke up because you saved me having to read through all those names. <laughs> I, I said prior to meeting today that all these, all these names and the version that you have makes it a little bit clearer, more up to date with our hearers. And um, I, I wondered about that, but thank God that you spoke in at the right time. And you've given us an idea of the nations. And that is exactly true because all those nations heard this gospel in their own language. 
And can you remember, or can you think that when they went back to their own country and they told this story, that the seeds of the gospel was being sown in the people that they shared it to in their own nation. So God was actually determined, had determined to spread this gospel throughout not only the Jewish world, which he did initially, but also throughout all these other nations. And uh, it would spill over and overspill into the nations of the earth. And that's what God was about. And I think that was a tremendous day of miraculous power. And God made sure that there was no confusion because of all these different tongues and these languages. About the 120 were specially gifted to speak in the natural language. And I'm sure they themselves were amazed because if they didn't know what they were saying, somehow they were given a message out. There was words coming into their mind, but their tongues were speaking out and all these languages. God's able to do anything he wants. Is that the truth? God's able to do anything he wants. Amen. Amen. To get through the message. <clears throat> well, carry on. Oh, yeah, carry on. <laughs> <clears throat> right. Thanks for that interruption there. It's not an interruption, but you know what I mean. And uh, they, said, they said in verse 11, we do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. You see, that's what was going on. They were hearing the wonderful works of God. God wants to express to humanity worldwide who he is. He's the only true and living God. And he's known as the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And especially the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's who he is. And that's the God that created the universe, all the stars on this earth, and the planets that surround it, and the sun, who maintain life on the earth because God is working out a purpose within humanity. And he will bring it to an end. And when it's finished, he will create new heavens and a new earth wherein dwells righteousness. But at the moment, we're in the struggle between light and darkness, between good and evil. But God tries his best um, within reason of maintaining uh, man's will to share with them his work on himself and especially his son. And this time of internet inter interaction between people over the world this is what's happening. God's giving humanity a chance, a Sabbath, a rest to hear and to consider what he's doing. But I fear that once this virus has passed and tragically people have lost their lives, but in a sense, we're all going to pass away somewhere along the line. But um, when this virus has passed, people will rush back into their old ways. And in verse 12 here, this was the beginning of the gospel of Jesus. And verse 12 says here, and they were all amazed 
and were in doubt, same one to another. There's always the doubters. There's always those who question. There's always those who disbelieve. There's always those who have a better answer and more information. And even some clever men that could blind your mind with science can give you reasons for this and reasons for that. But at the end of the day, they breathe their last and they leave the scene of time. But God says, no, you don't have to leave the scene of time. You can leave this place and come into my presence and come into my house. And the way to do that is through faith and belief, especially in the Lord Jesus. Yeah. Others mocking. Not only do you get those who are doubting and questioning, but others who are mocking. This is the way people behave when God is doing a work. Um, it says others mocking said these men are full of new wine. That's all they could think because that's what they were used to. The abuse and the excess of wine, having wine and being drunk. But thank God there are those who are able within God's household to be able to be prepared by the Lord and are able to stand up and speak. You know, not everybody um, can do the same job. That's why there's a body. That's why there's many members in one body. That's why each body, each member needs one another. And that's why when we get together as God's people, and I don't know who's going to listen to this, but, but this is the fact that we get together for God's people that we need to function as members together, not just one member ministering, giving out everything. I know there are occasions like teaching, it's what I'm doing now, or preaching, but the body of Christ has a lot to offer in each member, and each member should be encouraged to participate as the priesthood of all believers. There's no body elected by God to have some special status or place, except one person only, and that's the head of the church, and we know his name is Jesus. But these people were mocking, and uh, we are coming to an end of this session, so I'm not even going to try and get into the next session. Um, that's if Aris wants us to, but um, this, this session will be brought to an end by saying that there were those that were amazed and doubt, questioning, and mocking. And what, what was going to happen next was an amazing thing. And God would see to it. God would see to it as he does in his purpose and plan. And no matter what is going to go on in this world, he will always have a witness. He will always have the word. And that's your fact. God says he will have the last word. Absolutely. People, yeah. People, politicians, no matter who they are, can say whatever they want. There's a God in heaven who's in control. There's a God in heaven who's in charge. And there's a God in heaven who's watching over everything and especially looking after his people and those that trust in him. So I hope you've been blessed today as we've looked into the word of God. I know I've been blessed, but that doesn't mean anything. I've been blessed. I think I think maybe Iris may be blessed too. Oh, absolutely.
But I hope the listeners have been blessed. And the Word of God is alive and well, and it endures forever. So God bless for today and every blessing in the week ahead of you. Amen. 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 I don't know one thing I want to add to that, Hugh. I can't wait till the next session to hear it. But it's the <laughs> blessing at the end of all that because, I mean, the, the God says that this is what I will do in the last days. I will pour out my spirit on everybody and cause your sons and daughters to prophesy. He wasn't talking about then. He's talking about in this day and age. Yes. He's gone futuristic on that. And I think that's something that most people miss. It wasn't yeah. just then. It hadn't happened then entirely. But it's going to happen. Amen. So we look forward to the next session with you. So be it, Lord. So be it. Amen. All right. Hallelujah. Then. I want a revival to break out here. At any time we are speaking and listening and sharing, God can do it. Amen. 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 God can break out there and thun it radio. Amen. The fire of God, amen. Amen. And around the world. Around the world. Okay, we'll say goodbye for everybody for now, but we will be back, I promise you, to share more with you. Bye-bye from Iris and bye-bye from you. Yes. <laughs>